We are all unique, and how each of us moves through life by working with the unseen, spiritual parts of us looks different. If one way you access support is through books, and you haven't tried the Soulquake Survival Guide yet, today's a great day to try it before you buy it. Head to the show notes where I have a link for you to receive a free PDF of the first chapter. Enjoy the first chapter, and if you love it, you can find it on Amazon Worldwide in paperback, audio, and ebook. Your journey matters, my friend, and reviving your connection to spirit in earth-shaking times can be a game changer. If you are looking to be more present in your life, to understand where you've been, where you're at, and where you're going, or how about just embracing that innate inner healer within you? If you answered yes to those questions, then you are going to love today's sharing because I have one of my soul brothers, Chiron Yang, in the house, and he's going to be sharing with you his journey, the services he offers in the world, and lots of unique wisdom. So please continue listening. Welcome to Enthusiastically Spiritual, where we share spiritual truths, spiritual stories, and spiritual tips to give you insights and a bigger spiritual picture for your unique journey. Hi, I'm Teresa Shantz, and I'm a spiritual seeker and enthusiast who through my life has had my cup filled up with some fun and dynamic spiritual knowledge and experiences that I will be sharing in each episode. Join me and other like-minded souls as we dive in deep into spiritual topics and deliver them to you in a compact mini morsel bite to satisfy your spiritual sweet tooth starting now. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual. I'm your host, Teresa. So in my life, I have found that I've met up with the right souls in the right timing, the right places, and for the right reasons. So my guest today is someone that I met back in 2015 at an astrology conference, and he is one passionate, dynamic, very enthusiastic, heart-centered, exploratory soul who, you know, I look at him and I say, he is someone that's on a mission to uncover and discover universal truths about himself to share with the world and others through his service. Chiron Yang is one amazing soul, and I'm so thrilled that he is here today to share with you, my listeners, some amazing insights of wisdom about astrology, about what his service is in the world, and who he is as a soul, because he is dynamic. And if you're guided to work with him in any way or resonate with him, I can tell you it is worth it. So I hope that you enjoy this episode and my sharing with Chiron Yang. All right. Well, welcome, Chiron. I am so excited that you're here. It's been a um, a little while coming because we've met each other several years back in Boulder, Colorado. We were doing one of the classes with Maurice Fernandez. Oh, yeah, that was, I think, 2015. And um, that was one of the best experiences that I have while I was there. One of those profound moments with Maurice, right? <laughs> doing evolutionary yeah. astrology. <laughs> yeah, Maurice has a very um, special way in delivering astrology knowledge to us. And for me, that was just like the beginning of my um, studies with him, actually. Right, right. 
And, you know, when I met you, Chiron, there was this instant like karmic connection I felt with you. And we've been, you know, watching each other through social media over the years because you were obviously at Naropa University for several years doing your studies. And now you're back in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're both Leos, right? Um, that's the first connection that we have. And then you were just easy to connect with. And I really enjoy your energy when you were around. Well, yeah. So, um, you know, I just kind of looked at our charts again this morning. And so we have the sun in Leo. My sun is on your nodes. My mm-hmm. Mercury in Mars is conjunction with your Jupiter at 24 degrees of Cancer. We mm-hmm. both have our moons in Virgo and my Pluto is on your moon. So I think we've got a lot going on there. Oh, definitely. In your perspective, what would that all mean to you? <laughs> wow. That's a lot to unpack. Um, <laughs> but first, first of all, like we share the same sun and moon. Let's just go with that, all right? Um, that shows how, you know, we live our life, um, how we see things, our worldview, what makes sense or what doesn't make sense to us, um, comes very easily to to connect, right? We yeah. we share the same ideas, we share the same passion, we want to talk, we want to share about things. And we have this ability of the Virgoness to look into the details, to look into um, the specificity of things, needing to ground ourselves at time, and sometimes, you know, feeling erratic because the Leo energy comes in, can sometimes be so full of fire, so full of passion, and just we just want to get things out there. And the Virgo's like, wait, wait, wait a minute, hold on. Is that is that really right? Or is that just you trying to, you know, ego boost yourself? I mean, there's one way to put what a Leo is, but actually Leo is all about sharing who we are as we are authentically. Yeah, I feel that big time. And so in talking about sharing authentically in the world, the first thing that comes up to me is the loyalty to self and like our own unique journeys. And you've been on quite a journey of exploration for your own healing and your own journey into coming and creating what you're doing now in the world. Do you want to share a little bit about your journey? It starts when I was three, four, four years old. Um, I mean, it started off with a health issue. Um, I developed an autoimmune skin issue, eczema. Um, is the popular term for it. But I think there's more than just going on besides eczema. Um, so when I was 17, I stopped steroids. I stopped any pharmaceutical uh, medication. And then that led me to a very huge withdrawal effect. And that was when um, I told my dad, I told my dad, hey, you know, this is my body. This is my health. Can I take charge of it now? Can I be an adult now and say that I can make choices for myself? And that led me down to this rabbit hole of self-discovery, self-healing, um, really understand the nature of disorder, dis-ease, right? I mean, mm. even just the name, the words, disorder, it's out of order, dis-ease, out of ease, right? Mm-hmm. It shows it's just something that my soul, my spirit, my being was just out of order, disharmony, not feeling at peace with um, whatever is going on with life, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because the, the first book that I picked up out of everything that could let me forward is um, Dr. Andrew Vale, Spontaneous Healing. And one basic mm-hmm. tenet or one basic premise in that book is that our bodies are self-healing and we as beings are self-healing. And all we need to do is to give the right 
conditions, the right environment for our bodies to thrive. And because we have the best um, system going on, it's just that we don't understand it enough to, you know, stimulate what's necessary for the body, mind, spirit to come together. I mean, which led me to the search of wisdom and knowledge through the ancient traditions, like traditional Chinese medicine. I am going to plant medicine in Peru, studying ayahuasca, studying a little bit more about the Indian tradition, the yogic tradition, the eight limbs, but the, um, and also, oh man, I just can't remember this word. It's not coming right now. Um, what's the Indian um, tradition that's that oh, helps um, you? Vedic? Ayurvedic? Um, Ayurveda, yeah, Ayurveda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was basically going through this deep dive into nutrition because I thought it was a bodily thing. And then it led me to its emotions. It led me to its understanding my psychological framework of what, what actually creates my dis-ease and disorder, which led me into mysticism and spirituality. So I, I dive deep into Buddhism and really come into that place of mindfulness and meditation to free myself from the situation. Well, I know you've also mentioned in um, some of your other podcasts that you came to the conclusion that this is actually a, a past life that was coming up also, an aspect of it. Oh, yeah, totally big time. Um, it's just a continuation of my work before coming to this life. I mean, I don't have any recollection of actual evidence of what my past life was all about, but there were a lot of memories of rage, anger, you know, destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, memories of war. I mean, I have my Mars in the 12th house squaring myself and North Node when it comes to astrology. And I actually have a grand cross between my Sun, South Node, Mars, Pluto, and the North Node. And that always shows when you, when you see in a chart where this person really came from intense experience in the past where there's a lot of trauma, mm-hmm. um, violence, and um, disharmony. Right, right. That can then show up sometimes in the body, in the physical body, in the new soul, the new physical body that you have now. Yeah, totally. It wasn't until I met Dr. Darren Weissman, um, the founder of the Lifeline Technique, that is able to shift my subconscious patterns. Um, When I say subconscious patterns, I mean emotions that are not processed completely. So it lingers in our system as a memory somewhere within our field of consciousness. And uh, if you want to put it in a very visceral feeling to that, it's it's within our DNA. It's within our things that's being passed on from one generation to another. And that that just shows up in the body and it shows up in behaviors as well because memories aren't just genetic memories. It also is, it is also emotional memories. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, for myself, I actually also have had autoimmune stuff going on my whole life. And it showed up when I was younger as a a cirrhosis or eczema, kind of like what you mentioned. And then when I was in my 30s, it was it was raging. I, I went to massage therapy school. And then about five years later, I started breaking out in my hands. And I was doing a lot of, of therapy, a lot of um, craniosacral therapy and, and deeper other therapy. And I recognized that it was from a, a current past life that I had also, that it was showing up mm-hmm. through my skin. And I had to process through that. So really going through these healing aspects of the physical body, as well as what our souls have been through, it's, it takes it to a whole new level. And I know some people, especially on this podcast, they'll understand because, you know, spirituality is not just 
or, or, you know, what we see in front of us, it's layers upon layers of who we've been in the past, perhaps even who we're going to be in the future. It's just, you know, so multi-layered and so um, expansive that it's, it's pretty profound to, you know, to think of just our little soul and our body here and that we're just all these expansive beings. Yeah, totally. I always define spirituality as as two different um, categories, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, one category for me, spirituality has to do with self-realization, knowing who you are, you know, what your nature is and who you are as a being beyond just your physical identity, beyond your cultural, social identity, and as well as your psychological identity. And then another form of spirituality, uh, my next definition is actually the mystical part of things, the energetic part of things, mm-hmm. where there's so much unknown, uncertain things that just shows up in our life. And somehow, like, there are people who are just being called to answer the, the call to adventure and just go and search and journey and go into a pilgrimage to really discover, again, coming back to the first definition, who we really are. Right, right. And one thing I want to really talk about too is you just put out a blog today about the 13 heart principles to be high performing individual. And one thing I want to um, read is you wrote in there, success is not an outcome, but a lifestyle that one can learn to live. Mm -hmm. And that feels also multi-layered because success is not just what, you know, who we are in the world, but it's how you're living every day and how you're really functioning and how your approaches to, you know, getting up out of bed and being able to get through whatever the challenges or the not challenges you have every single day, that can also be a success. Definitely. Um, I come from a perspective where today in this world, we live in a culture where we're just outcome driven, outcome oriented. Mm. And usually outcome can be synonymous to our expectations, right? If mm. something doesn't go with our expectation, oh, it's a failure. If it's something that goes with, you know, it's a success. And that is a very limited way of defining success. And to me, um, we got to first become success, right? We got to have mm-hmm. the mindset of success. We got to organize ourselves in a way of success. We need to develop the way that we make intuition, connect to intuition in a successful way and make decisions from a successful point of view, mm-hmm. right? In a world, I've said this many times to my clients is say that in a world that prepares us for the worst, right? It's fear-driven, it's scarcity-driven. I say we prepare ourselves for the best and that itself is a success lifestyle. That itself is a success mindset. You got to start living it, become it, become it. And then that person that become, that adopts these values of success it's going to take actions that is reproduced through the success mindset and any actions has a, you know, equal reaction to it. Right. right. And the re- equal reaction to it is the outcome and successful action creates successful outcomes. And I feel where we're all at in the world right now, which it's um, May, 2021. And so we're what about a year after the pandemic started and I feel my vision is always that it's an egg breaking open whenever that happened and that there are more and more people who are going to be kind of shaken to to the core, breaking open and wanting to explore more spirituality, really who they are. What is, what is this life all about? Are you finding that more and more people are in that place where they're really looking at exploring, you know, who they are and what, what is life all about for them? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, 2020 is such a potent year. I mean, astrologically, 
in January, we have all this bunch of planets, a stellium in Capricorn, I believe. And then we had Saturn-Pluto conjunction with Jupiter and all, I think, five, six planets in Capricorn. I'm filled and with chills as you say that, Chiron. So <laughs> it was definitely a full-on um, astrological really, year. <laughs> it was really heavy. And um, it wasn't an easy time for most people. And I myself had had another initiation that year. Um, I just want to detour a little bit and share this story because I feel sure. like it's so important that I share this message. Um, I was I was going through again another autoimmune break uh, breakout, right? Mm-hmm. And and this time, you know, I, I returned home to Malaysia after being so many years away from home, and I had to live with my family, right? <laughs> and as we know, families are really loving people, but at the same time, they are just karmic people as well. Yeah, people that you come together. When I say karmic, people that come together that learn specific lessons with one another to help one another, you know, overcome those, those lessons. And, and I was not happy about being at home. I wasn't happy. I feel trapped, you know, and with the COVID situation, you get to go nowhere. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And I was living in this apartment and it's just a sensitive being that was used to have a lot of nature. When I was in Boulder, I come back to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I was living in a high rise building, feeling ungrounded, feeling, um, influence and, um, by the electromagnetic frequency that was so heavy around here. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't my best self for the most time. And then, you know, when emotions such as that erupts, right? And I didn't have any outlet to to, to just express my emotions. It just showed up in my body, showed up in my skin Mm -hmm. right away. Yeah. So this thing happened. um, I come into a place of prayer. I think it was sometimes solstice time, summer solstice. And it was prominent as well because it's synchronistic to to a very powerful eclipse portal at that time, 2020. I think it was the last um, Cancer Capricorn eclipse. And I came into a place of realization that I need to let go of my righteousness, that this world is not me, it's not anyone's job, not anyone's responsibility to fix it. I mean, since when this world is broken, you know, it's, that's the spirit was talking to me. Are you sure this, that this world is broken? Sure, it is broken from the eyes of our perspective. It feels like the end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. In many different ways. It's, it's catastrophic. And the message that came through to me was just, hey, hey, you got to forgive. Forgive, right? Uh-huh. And just talking about this give me give me chills already because forgiveness isn't about turning a blind eye and do nothing about it forgiveness is all about freeing yourself first of all from the situation of resentment of anger of revenge of righteousness and coming to a place that of humility first of all and trusting having faith that whatever's going on is taking good care of us in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And all we need to learn and all we need to do is to be willing to shift our willful ignorance to willingness to say, yes, I'm willing to walk down this path. I'm willing to get to know myself better. I'm getting to come from a place of love, gratitude, and compassion rather than you know, being spiritually righteous, politically righteous, or any sense of righteousness that you think that should happen. Uh-huh. So that the lesson was just say, hey, truly forgive yourself. 
And that opened up the door to different healing modalities that I just couldn't um, comprehend. And in just two to three months, I recovered 100%. Wow. I'm filled with chills as you say that, Chiron. What yeah. a journey. Mm-hmm. And I've, you're not the first person I've talked to who said that 2020 was a profound year. I mean, there were so many transitional aspects to it, obviously with physical bodies and, you know, what we're, where people are at as a collective, but individually, my God, it was profound. I mean, there's so many, so much healing and so much depth to 2020. And obviously in your journey, there was too. Yeah. And 2021, you know, before 2021 happened, December, 2020, we had Jupiter Saturn conjunction on Aquarius, right? Zero degrees Aquarius. And um, that is a 200 year cycle because when Jupiter and Saturn come together, um, it switches the element every 200 years. So mm-hmm. for example, the last 200 years, we had all, all, uh, all the conjunctions in earth signs and from 200 years onwards, since from 2020, December, 2020 from now is that we're going to get air science conjunction and Jupiter Saturn, when it comes to astrology, it has to do with societal reformation a new bringing a new paradigm it's like a you know rites of passage into a new way of civilization mm. so in the air sign it has there's going to be a lot of growth consci- consciousness rising technological advancement community and humanitarian efforts coming together more and more and more i think globalization is just going to be more evident in the next 20 years in fact that is so exciting. And I, again, was talking to someone the other day, as, uh, maybe you are, I'm always talking to somebody, but the fact now, right now is that we have connection to all over the people all over the world. And I had a, um, a reading with someone recently. I have a person else in Australia that I do a reading with maybe once or twice a year. And she was saying how, you know, it's amazing right now because she can study with someone in Nepal and Tibet in the United States and Europe and really explore and be with people that she would not have been able to be with if we had not had this connection through zoom and through the internet that, that really has opened up since 2020. So really there's a the feeling for me. And again, I'm gosh, I'm covered with chills. This is really awesome. Thank you spirit that, um, <laughs> that we are really at this place that as you're mentioning with, you know, moving forward with technology and connection with people is that it's a whole new ball game now. It's never going to go back to the way it was. And it's okay because, you know, look, you're in Malaysia. I'm in America right now. It's amazing that we have this connection and we can talk and we can, and I can feel your energy and you, I'm sure can feel mine. And it's, it's just within the, you know, the time frame of, you know, thinking of where we're at, you know, in the reality, but as far as energetic, we're right, you know, we're connected. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so amazing. And the internet started when? 1993, 1990, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It was just 30 years ago, which is as almost as old as I am. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's drawbacks and there's definitely, you know, pros to it. Like what's going on? Everything's shifting into the virtual platform, right? Right. It's funny how we are, when we're connected to the virtual platform, some of us, most of us get disconnected. Right. So it's not about if technology is good or bad, but it's how intentional we are. Exactly. Definitely create intentional space online and really make great movements and new paradigms just by doing this. Completely agree. And I've been doing some classes online with people and 
especially with healing. And, you know, I can feel their energy through the internet. They can feel my energy. And it's like, as if, you know, again, a minute to a second ago that we're in the same place in the same space, but we're really not. So it is that intention you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And right now I know we're also entering an eclipse season. Do you want to talk a bit about that? The, uh, the portal that's coming up and. Oh yeah. Um, it's happening in two weeks. Um, before that we have a new moon in Taurus at the end of Taurus. Um, eclipse season. I think I just have one rule when it comes to eclipse season. It's just that be open. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Um, you know, we are so caught up with needing answers all the time. We are so caught up with needing some guidance all the time. And one of the messages that when it comes to my way of coaching and the way of me guiding people spiritually and, you know, in personal development and leadership is that we got to turn within. We got to really start to turn within and find the sovereign teacher that is within us because the teacher is not outside of us. The outside of us is just a form that could facilitate and inspire you, but we really have to do the inner work. That's the lesson of 2020. And we sh- and it is what is going to keep us grounded moving forward with all this technological advancement. And just to answer your question, <laughs> it's going to be in Gemini and um, Sagittarius. It's a lunar eclipse, right? Mm-hmm. And this is, again, communication teaching, right? Gemini that has to do with the information that is out and about in our social media, in the internet, in the newspaper, in people's conversations. And then Sagittarius is like, okay, so you understand that people have different opinions, but what about yours, right? What about your belief, your truth, your personal um, conviction about what is right for you? Mm -hmm. There's no right or wrong answer when it comes to this, um, what is true and what is not, because it's debatable. That's what the Gemini is trying to say, right? Mm -hmm. And the North Node, again, is Gemini. So rather than being so caught up with, okay, this is just it is, this is how reality works, it is time to really open your horizons, open your eyes, connect to your own voice, and at the same time, open up for conversations, possibilities that, you know, you could diversify and enrich in the, your previous ideas because the, the thing is we are always growing. Things are always changing. And Gemini is sensitive to the change of information, the change of culture, the change of rhythm when it comes to conversations. It's all about being updated, right? Mm-hmm. So it is an invitation to update who and what we think we are and the world. And of course that's, ju- that's June. No, that's May, 2021. But yeah, it's the end of May. Yeah. Yeah. The end of May. But for someone, you know, listen to this um, episode, say, you know, a year or two from now and not obviously relating to hello, what happened in, you know, May of 2021, the bottom line is there's constant eclipses throughout the years. So like, what is it twice a year? Those eclipse seasons, is that correct? Um, twice, two seasons a year two seasons a year. So no matter when you're listening to this, there's always going to be an eclipse season. There's always going to be transits happening within the the planets. And, um, and so understanding the bigger picture of what's going on in the timeframe that you're listening to 
or working with is important. And that's one aspect that you bring together with the um, evolutionary astrology sessions that you offer people is that ability to really tune in and tap into what's going on at that moment for them and their soul. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And also just to put into perspective, eclipses are moments where things can really accelerate. Um, divine intervention can come in. So the, the it, it doesn't necessarily always mean, you know, ominous things are going to happen during eclipses. Sometimes the great things that happens during eclipses. For example, the house that you always want to buy, the, the project or the business that you always want to get, you know, or the relationship can show up. It really depends where it falls in your chart and what planets is being activated through the chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. And so with what your, your service in the world, Chiron, and what you offer clientele, let's talk a little bit about that. Because, you know, when I met you, I was like, I mean, you, you're really dynamic and you're multi-layered. You're not only, you know, you were studying astrology then, going to Naropa, um, now doing your other, you know, your other processes, but also the life journey things. But you're also a movement. You, you, you're a dancer. You're so expressive with who you are as a soul. And I really get a sense of like, you know, you've compacted all of these aspects of you and your universal truths into a little package that is now your beautiful offering in the world. So share with my listeners ways that you can support them on their journeys, because you've clearly found the right teachers and the right avenues of healing, of exploring, of expansion that has really met you where you needed to be met with. So share what you can offer people because you've got so much, you're so diverse and I I want people to, you know, really reach out to you because you've got so much to offer. Mm. Yeah. Thank, thank, thank you. I'm, I'm just touched by, <laughs> by that. Just that, because I know I'm this person all, all this well. It's just that having someone to fit it back to me is just like, wow, that's me. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It is you. <laughs> yeah. So let's just put it this way. Um, I want to suggest a book called Range by David Epstein and, I think the subtitle of this book is How Generalists Thrive in the World of Specialists. It's just a wonderful book to bring in multidisciplinary studies into who we are and what we are and how we can thrive. I created LifeQuest um, that is basically a 13-week transformational journey to assist people to go through a rites of passage to discover their creative, unique potential. I come from a premise and understanding just throughout my journey that each and every being has something special to give. And there's this unique blueprint, especially when you see in astrology, there's no one chart that is similar to another. Maybe you mm. can say twins, but the, but here's the thing, like the road of interpretation and the roadmap of your life is so different, even though if you, ha- if you share the same chart. So my job, I guess, my calling when it, when, it's, when it comes to what am I giving to this world is this, that I want to bring out your highest creative potential. I want to bring out that, that creative expression that is lying dormant in each and every one of us. Because my understanding is this, that this creative unique potential is the universal, the universal intelligence. It's just like how an acorn becomes an oak tree, how a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. They have a destined highest expression that they can give and that become their very purpose and their very meaning of life. Um, as a Leo and as a Virgo, um, both, right? I'm obsessed with this 
with this definition of what purpose means, what meaning is to become a human. How, what, like, I, my personal quest is, what does it mean to live a wholesome, fulfilling, and quality human life? Right, mm-hmm. and and this life quest is all about being that. So there's three phases, right? First of all, the first phase, the first three weeks, it's about being conscious, right? We the first step to change is consciousness, is awareness, is where we trap ourselves, where we are good at. And I bring that in in the first session, of course, it's the astrology session, because. Mm-hmm. In a, an astrology session, what it really assists us is that it brings out an awareness, a field of consciousness that is so difficult to bring out in just traditional psychotherapy sessions, right? Yeah. It can bring out a whole full spectrum of where you came from, how you are right now, how is it manifesting right now, and where you're going. Mm-hmm. And then the second phase in my journey in the life quest is courageously create. Right now that you're aware, all right, let's develop a system, a life system of routines and habits and mindsets and then the way you organize yourself, body, mind, and spirit to prepare yourself to create that vision of who you are as a unique person, as a unique individual. And as well, find your creative nature. And then this, com- this can come in a form of business. This can come in a form of spirituality. This can come in a form of creativity and artistry. It can come in a form of anything. And then towards the end of the third, third phase is authentically celebrate. Because when you create something, you got to celebrate it to integrate it to be part of you. Celebration isn't just this thing that we do when we are happy. Celebration is an incorporation and integration process. When someone passed, we mourn so that we can integrate the experience, we can integrate the emotions that was on the high. If we don't do this part of celebration, we are basically just had a very beautiful experience and it doesn't become a part of us. So today in our world, we really lack ceremonies. We lack rise of passage we lack a gateway to bring out the best of us and this and and my intention when it comes to the this life quest when it comes to serving you is all about you birthing you like a midwife birthing you to your highest self i love it having really what you know what i saw when you were talking i saw like a, a warrior with a, a big old sword like i'm on a life quest and Chiron's going to help me move through my life quest in these 13 weeks. Yeah, interestingly, Chiron, this name. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think you got that name actually about the time I met you. Um, I think it was, yeah, I actually got that name around, it's exactly the same year um, before I met you, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went on a vision quest and basically heard this name and I was just like decided to use it. And at that time I had just hesitated so much because I'm basically taking a name of a God who is a half human, half God, half animal, right? Right. He's a centaur. Mm-hmm. And, and Chiron in the mythology is that he's this master mentor, um, this hero who births heroes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's kind of special because now that I, I'm actually carrying this mantle and actually um, facilitating a very similar process to take people on their hero's journey mm-hmm. to become their own superhero. Right, right. That's exciting, Chiron. Really exciting. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's... And you were spot on when you say that um, I try to emulate what I created just through my own experience. So this is some, not, it's not some theoretical or philosophical or ideological thing that I learned from books. Sure, I use different modalities, like for example, from heroes, um, Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. Um, I use principles from astrology. I use principles from the lifeline technique. I use principles from life coaching and, what, and um, high performance coaching to bring about a very comprehensive, um, holistic way to, to, to stimulate personal growth. And I use all these tools on myself. That's the thing, right? right? And I, I walked through this journey myself before I was able to create any of this. Yeah, and that's the and, beautiful part of it for sure. Mm-hmm. It became, became something very special to me. And, and Life Quest is something that when I see people go through it, I'm just like at all because I'm not the one doing it. <laughs> Spirit is. You're the facilitator. <laughs> I was just facilitating and um, when people put the work in, when they shift their willful ignorance to willingness, even if they don't even know how to start, when they just, if they allow yourself to start, right? They allow themselves to start. Mm-hmm. Things just magically unfold and that's the beauty of things. It can be that simple. Nature is that simple. And it has always been my inspiration to emulate what I see in nature. And I do feel that these days, especially these days, people make things too hard. Because that's what my thing, I'm like all about making spirituality practical. Like you don't have, it's not rocket science. You don't have to make it tough. It's like, hey, it's easy breezy, you know? You've got guidance, you work with your, your inner sensitivities or whatever it looks like for you. But, you know, people make things really hard. And it's like, I mean, I'm sure it's back to that, you know, the, the suffering, the lack that they may have in their, in their consciousness and their beliefs but bringing all that forward and really helping them down that quest of, you know, who they're really, their amazing, authentic self is a beautiful process. Definitely. And we live in a culture as well. And our education system is made that way to think, to rationalize, to, to make sense of things. And I want to share something that is kind of special in my experience is that when I was learning astrology, I kind of learn something about myself that I wasn't using my left brain to study astrology. I wasn't using um, deductions, um, rationalizing the concepts that was in astrology. I was using feeling. I was feeling logic. And, and that made me very confused in the beginning. <laughs> right. But it simplifies so many different things. And because, because you got to learn the archetypes, right? You got to learn mm-hmm. what Aries are. You got to learn what Taurus are. Instead of just memorizing a bunch of words and keywords to, to say what they are, I've learned to feel what an Aries feel like. I learned to feel what a Leo feels like. And then from there, the translation comes through from feeling to words to, to communicate effectively. Right. And in the work I do, we do feel, 
think and then act. So gathering that feeling, like you're talking about with Aries, you felt the Aries, then you think, and then you can act upon, okay, so how do I work that Aries in my, in my life? Or maybe if it's my son in Aries or my Mercury in Aries, how do I communicate through that aspect? Yeah, definitely. I'll say that feeling is almost synonymous to being, right? Yes. This, this thing about being human being. We human yes. beings are people who feel things. And just this day is that we are numbing ourselves with all sorts of different addictions. Um, I mean, I have my, I have one myself, right? Um, we are all going through something. We are all, we are all healing from something. And, and every moment, what really helps is to ask yourself, is this what I'm choosing? Mm-hmm. is to realize right. that, hey, we have a choice despite all the reactive, addictive behaviors that shows up, that came up from reactions, that came up from conditioning, mm-hmm. and we have no control over it, right? Um, our subconscious mind is 90% of mm-hmm. who we are, right? And it's 90% of the time talking things from what is being practiced through habits and routines. Mm-hmm. And that's the 2 to 10% conscious mind that is only... If you have awareness, you can say you have a choice. But most of the time, we don't. Most of the time, we are reactive. And that's why we need habits. We need routines like meditation, like stopping, like breathing, pausing, yoga, um, somatic practices to slow down because reactivity is definitely something that is just on autopilot. And you cannot judge yourself for that. I've judged myself for so many times, so many years, and we will continue to judge ourselves because judgment is part of a reactive behavior. And the, and the invitation here is to, you know, to soften, to soften, to soften, mm-hmm. to say, hey, let's take a deep breath. And maybe there's another way out. Because when we pause, when we create space, insights shows up. And insights are not something that is being thought. It's right. something that is being you know, that emerges from within. It's as if the intelligence of the universe that comes through us and as us show us the way out. Exactly. Definitely. And I think back to the feeling aspect is I feel like, listen to me, I feel (laughs) where we're at as a collective um, with all we've been through in 2020, especially and really anytime there, you know what? I mean, people just really, I mean, that was a big year, obviously, but there's always something going on. If it's not that, it's something else. And but I'm not now. I'm not downplaying because that was a damn huge, probably one of the biggest events years of my life as far as how this, you know, everything shifted. But to me, it seemed like people really well. They had to kind of get into their feelings, or like you said, they they're numbing their feelings with alcohol or drugs or whatever aspects that you know they grabbed a hold of during that time frame. But there are a lot of people who are tapping into and starting to feel, okay, so what, what do I feel? What do I feel about, you know, being stuck in a house for six months or nine months or a year? What do I feel about losing my job? Or maybe I lost a loved one or what do I feel in the fact that, and I've got chills on before I even say this, that, you know, I've had a a kick, butt expansive year and how, Mm -hmm. you know, and so for myself going out to go, my God, you know, I started my podcast. I, you know, I'm creating a new website and getting new ideas for business things. And, I'm ha- I had a great year, even though I was in isolation, but so my feeling is of ecstatic. I mean, an enthusiasm for all that I came through in 2020, but not everyone's feeling that way, but they are feeling something. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, we are always feeling something. <laughs> right. 
we are human so we are feeling something it's just that we deny our feelings and we doubt it we you know negate it we put it aside and um and it's very quickly it's almost instantaneous that we start to reason why we feel a certain way and my invitation here is that hey can you just pause and just feel right without labeling without reasoning it's a habitual pattern and and here's the thing here's the trap about reasoning we can only reason to something that is based on what we have learned before Mm, that makes sense so so it's limited data it's limited information it's limited deduction you're just gonna deduce something that is based on your past experiences now the present is in the past isn't it and the invitation why I say to just pause and start feeling is to because feeling actually gives you this opening to receive new information. Mm-hmm. And with new information, you can make better decisions. That's a great statement right there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, one thing I want to kind of wrap this up with is, that, you know, everyone that I see in the world is a mirror to myself. So yep. what I see in you, I have in me. And how do I step into that greatness and how do I own that greatness and, and that, you know, different aspects, the different facets that Chiron has that I am like in awe of and, you know, want to um, bring that into my essence. It's by connecting with each other. So, I mean, Chiron, I am really so grateful that you came on today to share your wisdom, to share your service in the world, because you are a amazing soul. And I've known this since I've met you. And, you know, like I said in the beginning, I've watched you, you know, with your movement videos and all the things that you've come through and created in your life that it's, it's, um, it's very inspiring. And I hope that my listeners really get inspired by, you know, your stories and by your work in the world, your life quest and, and, you know, check you out and, or, and, or have a, a beautiful evolutionary astrology reading because you're amazing. So I just want to um, really honor the light that you have in you, I have in me and, um, you know, shine that back to you in a big way. Thank you. That means so much to me. It just means so much to me because it's only six years since I last met you. And um, we had our own journeys and I could not even foresee my life six years ago that I'm here right now creating this platform for people to and start coaching people in a very... um, authentic way that I wish that I could be doing, right? I'm actually living my dreams right now. Mm-hmm. And um, and here's the thing, right? We sell ourselves short all the time. Um, we underestimate ourselves all the time. And again, I think just to summarize everything, it, all it takes is willingness. Right. And to find the right person to work with, who you resonate with. That's important Definitely. too. Yeah, yeah. And the most important thing is that you're willing to work with yourself. You're willing to put that work for yourself. And I always tell people, invest on yourself because you are the best investment. Loyalty to self, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it goes back to my neurobiological model, like transform yourself, transform the world. And what Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. It starts with you. Without a doubt, Chiron. And it starts with you. And I'm so honored to have had you on today. And all of in my in the show notes, all of your social media, your website, your beautiful podcast will be on there so people can connect with you and they can find out how to listen to more insights and wisdoms that you have and your beautiful guests that come on your podcast. 
And again, I'm just so honored that you've been here today, Chiron. Likewise, thank you for having me. Well, that was a little bit longer, mini morsel today, but wasn't it worth it? I want to thank Chiron so much again for coming on, sharing his wisdom and his time with us today. And again, if you want to work with him or find out more about him, I will have all of the information in the show notes. So please check out those. And a big thank you to all of you out there who are listening. And just remember that life is too short to not be enthusiastic about your unique journey. Believe it or not, when you arrived back for another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.